Hey y'all, Ohio Crime Mom here, and before we get started, I just have a few quick announcements. One, as a reminder that the giveaway for our one-year anniversary will be on June 26th. If you are not a part of the Ohio Crime Mom Facebook group, go join and enter into the giveaway on the posts. Um, it will be a very, very large giveaway, and I'm very excited about it. Um, one other announcement is I have Mama Ween for this year completely planned out. All the episodes, um, some fun Facebook Lives. Um, it's, it's going to be really, really fun and I'm really, really excited for it. So that's something to look forward. I know October's okay. a few months away, but that doesn't mean we can't get excited. And lastly, before we jump into this week's case, um, we are doing, for the rest of this month, we will be doing cases that involve the LGBTQ plus um, community because it is Pride Month and there is a lot of cases of murder and violence against the LGBTQ plus community. Um, so I just wanted to bring some recognition to that. Um, also, I'm trying to be as sensitive as I can to these situations. Um, this case gets a little confusing because the person was born a man, became a drag queen, but still identified as a man sometimes. Um, so I tried to word things the way that it should be, but I may, it may be wrong. And if it is, I, I truly apologize. I, I'm just doing my best with it. So we're going to go ahead and jump into this week's case. And this week's case is on Marsha P. Johnson. Uh -huh. Malcolm Michael Jr.'s was born on August 24th, 1945 in Elizabeth, New Jersey. His father, his father worked for General Motors while his mother, Alberta, was a housekeeper. Malcolm was one of seven children. At age five, Malcolm began wearing... I cannot talk today. I'm sorry. At age five, Malcolm began wearing dresses but stopped due to harassments from a neighbor boy. Malcolm would also later state that he was a victim to sexual assault by another adolescent boy in his childhood. After graduating from Edison High School, Malcolm left home to head to New York City with a bag of clothes and $15 to his name. In 1966, Malcolm began dressing in drag and became a sex worker. This is when Michael, or sorry, Malcolm Michaels Jr. became Marsha P. Johnson. When asked what the P would stand for in her name, Marsha would reply, it stands for pay it no mind. Marsha was a queen, and she was a thrifty queen. She was known for wearing crowns of fresh flowers that she got from sleeping under tables in the flower district in Manhattan. Marsha was tall, slender. She loved wearing colorful robes and flashy dresses, red high heels, and bright colored wigs. In 1975, Marsha was even photographed by famous photographer Andy Warhol for his Ladies and Gents Polaroid series. She would also travel to London in 1990 with the singing group The Hot Peaches. Marsha was one of the first ever drag queens to enter the Stonewall Inn. This was originally just a bar for gay men. No women or queens were allowed. On June 28th of 1969, in the early morning hours, the Stonewall riots would begin. These riots were very intense and would lead to many marches in the following weeks. Marsha, along with Zazu Nova and Jackie Hormana, were known as vanguards who pushed back against the police at the uprising. 
although Marsha would go on to deny this. Marsha would state that she arrived at 2 a.m. and the riots had already started. She said by that time that the Stonewall Inn was already on fire from the police. A friend of Marsha's said that at one point, Marsha threw a shot glass at the torched bar, yelling, and I quote, I've got my civil rights, end quote. A friend would later say that this was the shot glass heard around the world. And now we're going to take a quick break from this week's sponsors. Rella's Wonder Crafts is a small family-owned crafting business located here in Southern Ohio. They make a variety of crafts from custom shirts and tumblers to decals and wreaths, plus so much more. Since 2017, they have been creating magic and happiness by bringing our, their customers and visions to life. Come take a peek into their world. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Etsy, and TikTok. And just in time for Christmas, you can get so many great things. After Stonewall, Marsha would go on to join the Gay Liberation Front and it was active in the GLF Drag Queens Cactus. On the first anniversary of the Stonewall Riots on June 28, 1970, Marsha would walk in the first Gay Pride Rally. In August of 1970, she staged a sit-in protest at Weinstein Hall at New York City University. Not long after, Marsha and a great friend, Sylvia Rivera, co-founded the Streets Transvestite Action Revolutionaries, also known as STAR. In 1973, Marsha and Sylvia were banned from participating in the Gay Pride Parade. The gay and lesbian community said that this was due to the queens giving them a bad name. In 1972, Sylvia and Marsha would go on to establish the Star House, and this was used to shelter gay and transvestite children, and they would pay their rent with the money they made as sex workers. Marsha would be known as the drag mother. Marsha goes on to claim to be arrested over a hundred times and even claims that in 1970s that she was shot. She had many, many mental breaks and was on very many different medications due to this. Starting in the 1980s until Marsha's death, she was living with a friend named Randy Wicker. In 1992, friends said that Marsha had became increasingly sick and was in a very fragile mental state. On July 6th, 1992, Marsha's body was discovered floating in the Hudson River. Police originally declared this a suicide, and even Sylvia Rivera, who was best friends with her, believed that it could have been a suicide due to Marsha's worsening mental state. Randy Wicker, however, believed that she may have hallucinated and walked into the river or even jumped to escape harassers. A few weeks later, several sex workers came forward saying in the, on the night of Marsha's death, they saw Marsha being harassed by a group of, quote, thugs, and were, they were using homophobic slurs. Later, one of the thugs was overheard in a bar stating that he had killed a drag queen named Marsha. Marsha was cremated, and following a funeral, friends spread her ashes over the Hudson River. Police even shut down 7th Street during this. In December of 2002, Marsha's cause of death was changed from suicide to undetermined following a police investigation. And that is where the case sits. 
Um, there is no resolve to this case, sadly. And, um, you know, there's quite a few people that believe absolutely it was murder. Some people still believe it was suicide. Um, but whatever the case is, Marsha gave light to the drag queen part of the LGBTQ community. She was a very revolutionary woman, um, and was a very influential woman and she, her story deserves to be told. Um, next week we will be doing the case of Kenny Genovese and, um, it's a very difficult case too, with not much information. And that was kind of the part problem with Marsha's is there's a lot about her background. Um, but there's not a lot about what happened to her, um, why it happened or who did it. So, um, I know these cases are shorter, but like I said, I just wanted to take the time to honor the fact that there are LGBTQ people who are being murdered or harassed or sexually assaulted every single day in this country just because their beliefs are different than somebody else's and they love somebody different than what somebody else does. Um, so, and whether you agree with it or not, that's not something we'll debate on this podcast. Either way, it's a murder or a sexual assault to another person, to another human being who has feelings and rights just the same as we do. Um, so yeah. And next week, like I said, we will be doing the Kitty, Kitty Genovese case. Um, and before I go, one last thing, if you are a small local business in Southern Ohio or even just in Ohio in general, um, I do a thing every week. I haven't in a while cause I haven't had any new ones. Um, that is called a small business spotlight. It is completely free to have an ad ran at the end of my show talking about your business. Um, I am trying to bring light to small businesses that may have been affected by COVID or are just starting up and need a little help to get where they need to be. Um, so if you are interested in being a small business spotlight, please reach out to me through the Ohio crime mom, Facebook or the Ohio crime mom, Instagram, or you can also reach me at Ohio crime mom, um, at Gmail. Um, as well as if you have any case suggestions, there is a post currently on the Ohio crime mom, Facebook, where you can leave your case suggestions on that post, or you can also send them to the Ohio crime mom, Gmail. Um, I have through half of August planned out and then all of October. Um, I have a lot of other cases I'm wanting to cover, but I want to try to get in some of your guys's case suggestions. So if you have any, please send them that way. Um, I know some people have sent in some before to my personal Facebook, um, but it's hard for me to just keep track of those. So if you could, like I said, um, please comment those on the case suggestion post or send them to my email. And until next time, this has been Ohio Crime Mom. Thanks.